Well, welcome everyone. For those who don't know, my name's Pastor Adam. I'm the youth and young adults pastor here. And um, it's my privilege to bring you the message this morning. And, and I've actually been going through a season of reflection, and not just on the year that's been, but on the past few years, and thinking about what is it that God's been teaching me over this season. I've been in a season of study for seven years. For seven years, it took me to do my Bachelor of Christian Ministry. I'm celebrating now. I completed it this year. Woohoo! Woo! Study did not come easy to me, but through Christ, all things are possible, right? Is that out of context? I don't know. But I've been reflecting on that. What has God been teaching me over this time? And there is something that has been prevalent over the past you know, year and a bit. And it's not just been through my study, it's also been through um, leadership seminars, it's been through encouragement from others and just my own internal wrestling. And it's this concept of being with God and doing for God and how our being with God should sustain our doing. And I've actually spoken on this before, but I've come to understand some different aspects to it that I think I would like to share with you this morning, right? And so what I'd like to do is to start by reading you a passage of Scripture from Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42, because this, kind of, this, this passage gives us a picture of what I'm talking about and gives us some context. So would you read with me, follow along either in your Bibles, on your device, or on the screen, Luke chapter 10, 38, 42. This is what it says. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you? that my sister sits here while I do all the work. Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all the details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about, and Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. So here we have Two women, Mary and Martha, representing two approaches to the Christian life. Martha is actively serving Jesus. She is doing for Jesus. In fact, what she's doing is a good thing. She's preparing a banquet not only for Jesus but the disciples. And yet, as she's doing for Jesus, she is missing him at the same time. In her busyness of the doing of life, she is missing out on Jesus. Her life sounds like it's pressured and distracting, and her duties have become disconnected from her love for Jesus, at least in this moment we're seeing that. Martha's problems, however, I think, here's the thing, I think her problems extend beyond just the busyness of life. And this is where I'm starting to understand about this concept, is that I suspect that if Martha 
were to sit at Jesus' feet, she would probably still be distracted by everything on her mind. I don't think it's just a matter of the fact that she wasn't sitting at Jesus' feet. I think it's deeper than that. For some reason, things are just so disconnected that she's distracted no matter where she is, even if she's sitting with Jesus. And so her, her internal life is kind of irritable at her sister. It's anxious about what needs to happen. And I'm not saying this in a condescending way towards, um, towards Martha because I must admit, I see myself in these situations more than I'd like to. And maybe you can too. Where the things of life, the necessary things that we have to do can often distract us and take us away from the being with Jesus that we so desire, or even to a point where we're not really desiring being with Jesus because we just have so many things to do. I wonder if you can relate. But here's the flip side. Mary. Mary, on the other hand, is sitting at Jesus' feet, listening to him. She is being with Jesus, enjoying intimacy with him, loving him, and taking pleasure in his presence. Her life is one centered around Jesus. And I suspect, here's here's another I suspect thing. We don't see it, but I wonder what would happen if Mary was helping Martha do the things around the house, if she was helping with the banquet, helping tie up, helping serve, all these things, would she have been distracted? Probably not. I reckon that she would have probably had a sense of peace in Jesus. Her inner person has slowed down enough to focus on Jesus and centre her life on him. You see, our goal as Christians as believers, is to love God with our whole being, all right, not just in siloed times. To be constantly aware of God through our daily life, whether we are stopped like Mary, sitting at Jesus' feet, or active like Martha, taking care of life's tasks. And so here's what I want to talk about this morning. I want to talk about how we connect our being with Jesus with our doing for Jesus. All right? It is important that we take times to stop and intentionally seek God. Yes. But I don't think the goal then is to end that time and just do, 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 do. And at the end of doing, we fall at a moment where we, we sit with Jesus again. I do think we need those times dotted along the way. But there's more to life than that. I think there is a sustaining that goes with us. We can truly be with God as we do. And so this is where I want to sit today. How do we do that? How do we connect our being with God with our doing for God? And I think it is through building a habit of prayer. Building a habit of prayer. A prayer life that is so much a part of who we are that it becomes second nature, that no matter what goes on in our life, whether it's exciting or boring, um, happy or sad, indifferent, that our first reaction, our knee-jerk reaction, is to communicate with God. 
to recognize his presence in it. And so what I want to do is I want to give you some tips that I've picked up along the way to help us understand how do we create or foster a habit of prayer. Three key things. And I've picked these up from a lot of different areas in my life, you know, from my study, from uh, a great book called um, Emotionally Healthy Leadership or Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. There's two versions of it by Peter Scazzaro. Great stuff in there. Some things I've picked up from uh, an app (laughs) developed by the Wesleyan Church of America called Wesleyan Discipleship. Some great stuff in there. A lot of different places I've gathered these from, these three things. And I'm hoping that these three things are generic enough that they can apply to you in your context, but specific enough that you can actually take them and apply them and see how they work out in your prayer life, in your relationship with God, in building a habit of prayer. And so the first thing I want to mention is actually one that I'm not going to dwell with too much because Nathan's actually going to speak into us a bit more as we go into our month of prayer and fasting. And so my first point is, Make space. That is my first point. Make space. This concept is making space for God and and communication with Him in your daily routine. You know, this can include longer extended times of being with Jesus, times of solitude and prayer by all means, but they also come to those, you know, daily prayers in the morning first thing. Make space to pray with God. Before you eat food, (laughs) make space and pray with God. You know, these intentional times help us to make um, uh, tangible times where we can speak with God. Because if we leave it to chance, I can almost guarantee that our prayer life will not be something that's vibrant and continuous because we are creatures of habit, and we, whether we like it or not, and the more we do something, the more we put something in place, the better it becomes, the more we are likely to do it. Because a vibrant prayer life rarely happens by accident. A flowing prayer habit begins with setting some things in place. So I'm going to leave, uh, leave that one um, for Nathan to talk about a bit more. But before I do, just a little bit of context When I say make space, I mean you might need to remove some distractions. You know, whether that's people, as best you can. I've got a toddler. It's hard to do that. Um, But it is good. Um, It might be your phone or your task list. Put it away so you can focus on God. But it's also the internal ones. You know, the stuff that you think might get in the way of you truly being present. You know, it might be that you need to forgive someone. Maybe you've already said you forgive them, but internally it's just there. Maybe begin with that. God, I'm struggling to forgive. Can you just help me in this moment? Maybe you need to get forgiven. (laughs) Maybe you need to settle your mind. Again, that, that list that you put in a drawer is still up here, right? And you're still thinking about it, and you're like, I can't let go. Give it to God in that moment so that that space can be open to discuss and to be focused on him. Whatever it is, know and trust that God is in the room and let the Holy Spirit help you, even picture Jesus sitting with you like a friend. So if we want to connect our being with God into our doing for God so that we are sustained in that, 
We need to build a prayer habit. Firstly, make space for intentional times with God. Secondly, we need to interact with God's Word. We need to interact with God's Word. This is more than just, just reading the Bible. You know, we read the Bible differently than we do other literature because we believe that this is God's, um, God-breathed, that this is God's Word to us. And there are a lot that we, there's a lot that we can learn from it. And so here's what I'm encouraging you to think about as you read the Bible. Maybe you've already got a Bible reading plan. Fantastic. Maybe you're not sure where to start. That's okay. Here's something that I do to interact with God's Word in a way that lets it sink in and sit with me. Is often I'll jump on the YouVersion Bible app. Out of curiosity, who here uses the YouVersion Bible app? So it's often just called the Bible app. Okay, cool. There's a, there's a fair few of you. There are lots of different apps. There are lots of different plans that have a short verse that's powerful and it's new each day. What I will often do is to read over it once simply to read it. Read it a second time to know it. And then the third time, I read it slowly and start to ask these questions. What are the truths that are spoken through these words that I need to hear? What is it about this verse that is going to shape the way I understand God, the way I understand those around me, how I understand myself? How is this going to shape my day? And sometimes when I'm going through numbers, I get very blank thoughts. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on here? That's okay. The point is to really consider what it is that God is saying. And then not just leave it there. Take it with you throughout the day. Let it permeate your thoughts. This is Christian meditation, thinking upon something and letting it sink in. If you're a tactile person, maybe you want to write it down on a sticket note, put it on your mirror. On your, I was going to say steering wheel. That's probably not a good thing. You need to be watching the road. <laughs> Um, you know, maybe you've got to put it on your kitchen counter or on your computer screen, whatever it is, not on your windscreen, you know, just, what, and be reminded by it. For some of you, it might be just leaving your Bible open on the kitchen counter. You know, as you walk past, you remember this verse. It helps us interact with God's Word because when we interact with His Word, I just feel like I keep saying this, the more we read His Word, the more we recognise His voice when He speaks to us. If you're hearing this repetition, it's because I find it important. When we read God's Word, we recognize His voice when He speaks to us in prayer, through others, all of the above. So to build a habit of prayer, we need to make space for intentional times of connecting with God. Secondly, we need to interact with His Word, His written Word. Let it permeate us. And the last one that I want to mention is one that really... shifted up my thinking surrounding being and doing and how I can be with God in my doing. And it, it's, I've titled it Start Conversations. Start Conversations. And I was very intentional about naming this Start Conversations with God, not, not have conversations with God throughout the day. Because I want to make a distinction between these kind of prayers and the sort that we would typically have in our um, quiet times. You know, in our quiet times, our conversations often come across like we do when we meet with someone for coffee. These are good things, by the way. I'm not saying these is a bad thing. We will often, you know, meet with them, 
G'day, how's it going, Jesus? Glad you can come for a coffee. Man, this is what I've been up to over the week. This is what has been on my mind. This is um, the things I'm thinking about. God, I'm excited about these things. Um, you know. And Lord, I actually have these people that I've been praying for. I pray that you continue to work in their life. I pray for, these, um, for this situation. God, I give this to you. Um, awesome. All right, well, I'll see you next time for coffee. Awesome, great. And it's a great catch-up with Jesus. It's really good. It's powerful. But the kind of conversations that I am talking about, the kind of prayers I'm talking about, are ones that don't necessarily have an end to it. They're more like conversations you would have with someone that you're really comfortable with and you're on a journey driving on a long road trip. You know, often you jump in the car, (laughs) turn on the music, things are going on, you're driving past stuff, and you'll just start chatting. Not about anything specific, but just, just things that come to mind. And the conversation might get, get you know, going and then it peters out and you're just in comfortable silence. You're back to listening to the music, watching the scenery. And then the conversation might start again. But there hasn't been a necessary end and a start to each conversation. It's just a continuation of being present with that person and interacting with them and remembering that they're there. And these are the sorts of prayers that I want to encourage you to consider that has changed my perspective of a relationship with God throughout your day. Some people call them popcorn prayers. They kind of, boop, here's a prayer, boop, here's a prayer. You know what I mean? It, they just come up as life happens. Some of your prayers might look... Here's what the prayers kind of cover for me personally. is I like to tell God how I'm feeling and my emotions because often they catch me by surprise. And so as I'm driving, maybe I'm driving to work and I'm thinking about the list of things that need to happen and, I, and all of a sudden I'm like, God, I recognize that actually there's a lot to do and it's, I'm not sure if I'm going to get it done and that actually weighs on me a little. Just letting you know, God. Sometimes I have prayers where I'll see a sunset and there's been some killer ones over the last few days and I'll be like, you know, instead of just going, hey, whoa, that's a cool sunset, Instagram, three likes, mm, might delete. Um, <laughs> instead, it's like, yo, God, right on, man, that was sick. Cool sunset, like your beauty is all around us. And it bridges this gap that I've felt for a long time between prayer, like my prayer life, which is, it's a good thing to be intentional about these times of prayer, and it being more of a relationship and a conversation. I've tried in the past praying the sorts of prayers that I would pray in my quiet times just throughout the day. And I'll be honest. Just praying the same thing over and over throughout the day, just for me personally, I actually found it a little bit, a little bit boring, a bit repetitive. That might not be true for you, but I say this just to, just in case there's someone here who goes, "Oh, I can relate to that." Like, I've tried praying like multiple times a day, and I've just been praying the same thing, and it just feels a little bit stagnant. That's okay. That's okay. Maybe this is your way to start a conversation with God and to be in a place where it's more organic, more fluid, 
And it reminds you each step of the day that God is Lord of your life and that he has a plan for you and that he can step into any situation and bring light, bring purpose, bring that sense of assurance just by simply starting conversations. Here are some great conversation starters that might help you. God, you're good because such and such. Today feels heavy and I need to hand it over to you. Thank you for dot, dot, dot. God, I'm asking for this. And Jesus, here's a powerful one. Jesus, what do I need to hear from you right now? I mean, these are prayers we can pray in, in, the, in the shops, right? Imagine just looking at grapes going, man, when did they get so expensive? God, actually, God, what is it that you're trying to say to me right now? Who is it that you need me to see? What is it that I need to be doing? You know, bringing God into our every day, that's awesome. You know, maybe your conversation with God might look a little similar to Martha's. You know, we've been looking at Martha saying, oh, she wasn't really focusing on Jesus. But I actually want to give her a bit of credit. I like the way she came to Jesus. I think we can learn something from that. Let me read it to you again. It's not on the screen, sorry. But it says, you know, Martha was doing a heap of stuff. She was preparing. She was distracted. And then she comes to Jesus and she says, Lord, I'm frustrated. And it doesn't it seem unfair that I'm doing this stuff and my sister, God, my sister, she's not helping. <laughs> she's just sitting there. I'm frustrated. Can you do something about this? Does that sound a little bit more like a prayer you guys have prayed? <laughs> and God says, Martha, it's okay. <laughs> It's okay. I'm with you. And, you know, there's stuff to do. I get it. But let's just take a deep breath. Be concerned with what I have to say and what I'm doing in this situation. And we'll walk with this together. Okay? There are still things we have to do in life. You know, there's still, um, you know, times where we have to just get things done. But we can bring God into that situation. If we want to connect our being with Jesus with our doing for Jesus, then we need to build a habit of prayer. Make space for him, intentional times of prayer and seeking him. Interact with his words so we can understand and recognize his voice and start conversations. Bring him into your daily life and it'll make a huge difference to our perspective. Let me pray for you, church. Heavenly Father, Lord, we do thank you for the fact that, you know, even when we are stressed out or in the middle of something that just needs to get done, Lord, that you are there in amongst it with us. And that when we reach out and we include you, Lord, that you bring, you bring hope, you bring assurance. You bring a sense of calm even when we don't fully feel settled. And so, God, I'm praying for each person here today, Lord, as they consider what their relationship with you feels like right now. 
Lord, I pray that there would be no sense of judgment or condemnation, but a sense of encouragement to go deeper. Lord, to recognize that, that you desire a closeness with each of us and that you're there waiting. Help us to realize that... When, help us, actually no, help our first thought to be you and your Holy Spirit to be our response in all things, in your name. Amen.